So you have to have a really good message that's aligned to your target audience to be able to use these social media platforms, specifically Facebook the right way, to get people's attention. Hello, entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura L. Bernhard. Welcome back to the Marketing Bound podcast, where we offer inbound marketing tips to get you more traffic, more leads, and more success. This week, I interview marketing agency owner Alex Karanitajitis. He shares how to leverage the seven Facebook ad objectives, the order in which they should be used, and how long each campaign should run for. His strategy builds a community around your brand and sets you up for generating leads. The Facebook world is a highly saturated market, and in this episode, Alex lays out what needs to be done to win on the platform. If you need help with your Facebook ad campaigns, this episode is for you. Alex, thank you so much for being here on the Marketing Bound Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Okay, this is going to be super fun. We're going to be talking about Facebook ads. And the very first question I want to ask you is, is the Facebook ad space saturated? Is the Facebook ads uh, space saturated? Great question. Um, And the answer is 100% yes. It's been saturated for a while, so this is nothing new. And it's not a bad thing, right? But you got to understand all kinds of businesses are using the Facebook ad network to market to their audiences. So it's not just one industry or, or a handful of industries. It's all kinds of industries. So for example, if you're a real estate professional, you're not really worried about other competitors that are other real estate professionals in your market. You should be worried about other businesses that are soliciting your same client. So your Amazons, your McDonald's, your Nikes, your Coca-Colas, all kinds of businesses are soliciting your same client for their attention. So the marketplace, or in this case, the Facebook ads network being saturated, in my opinion, as a marketer myself, is actually a good thing if you know how to market and use the platform correctly. Okay, so I know you're... Okay, so Alex has a specific order on how to use Facebook ads, and we're going to go through each one later. But before we do that, I really want to ask you blatantly, should people still use Facebook ads, in your opinion? First of all, a quick answer is yes. Okay, but there's obviously... We got to go a little bit deeper than that. Just mm-hmm. to, it, depends what the, it depends what the objective is, right? It depends who your target audience is. The thing about Facebook is there's, I mean, I can't tell you exactly the numbers, but I know there's there's a lot of active users, over 2 billion, maybe 3 billion active users, right? doesn't mean all the active users are your target audience or your client. So number one is you got to identify who your, who your client is, who's your target audience. And most of the time, I'd say almost you know 90% of the time plus, they're socializing on Facebook. Okay. So people should use Facebook, but it depends on the strategy. In my opinion, the strategy on Facebook should be more retargeting because people are socializing there. People aren't searching for your product or service on Facebook. That's not how the the platform is built. People are socializing on Facebook, interacting with their friends and family, posting what they did over the weekend, putting up videos. But that's where the objective could be very beneficial for somebody to get their message in front of somebody while they're socializing. Because Facebook's built around actions and behaviors. 
It's not built around searching. Like Google and YouTube is a search engine. They're both search engines. They're the biggest search engines on the planet. So when somebody goes to Google or YouTube, they're actually searching for information. When somebody goes to Facebook, they're not searching for information. They're socializing. But the good news is with Facebook, you can target people based on actions and behaviors. So to answer your question, 100%, you should be using Facebook as part of your marketing strategy. I, I want to repeat strategy. That's where most people are missing. They don't have a strategy. They just want to run some ads on Facebook, but they don't know what they're looking for. So if you have a strategy, Facebook's a great platform to use. Okay. So before we get into the seven steps and how you should use Facebook ads, I want to know what was the old way of using Facebook ads and why doesn't it work anymore? Well, the old way of using Facebook ads was just just run ads, right? Just put some money, go to the ads manager account. And if you're a realtor, just an example, I'm referencing realtors because I work with realtors and I work with mortgage professionals, but this applies to any industry. But if you're a realtor, the old way of marketing was, I have a listing, uh, I have a coming soon, I have a, a just sold, and I'm going to advertise that. Right? I'm going to put some money behind an ad, I'm going to promote the property. Or I'm going to promote myself as a real estate professional in my area that I work. And if you're looking to buy or sell, you know, you could use my services. That, that doesn't work, right? Because there's so much solicitation happening and not just on Facebook, by the way. They say us, right? We're, we're the biggest consumers and they say the consumers, we get solicited over 2000 times a day. I didn't even understand how that number was real, but it is real. Actually, it's more than that. Because when you take into consideration radio, billboards on highways, ads, uh, all these social media platforms, you know, magazines, postcards, if you take all these ways that you could be solicited, we're being solicited a lot. So the problem is the way people used to market on Facebook was just run ads, but that's not going to work anymore because you're not going to get people's attention like you used to because people's attention span is very limited and short now. There's something in our brains called the reticulator activator. Basically, what that means is what you focus on is what you're going to see more of. For example, here's a perfect example, a recent one. So uh, I just relocated uh, to, to New York, and we're looking for a new vehicle for me. We have a family van for my wife and kids for us, and now I need a more of a commuter vehicle for me so I could have a car and I could do what I need to do. So I'm looking at uh, Chevy Tahoe's, the new Chevy Tahoe. That's what I'm looking at. Before I started looking for a Chevy Tahoe, I can't even tell you the last time I saw a Chevy Tahoe on the road driving. Okay. Uh, just recently, we decided we're going to get a Chevy Tahoe. Now, everywhere I look, I see Chevy Tahoes. It's, it's not because the Chevy Tahoe just came into the market. It's been on the market. It's in my reticular activator now. So I'm focusing on it. So now I get to see it everywhere it is. Same in marketing. So when somebody's looking to buy a house, they're going to be more uh, more in tune with advertisements on particular homes, particular areas than if they weren't looking to buy a house. So you have to have a really good message that's aligned to your target audience to be able to use these social media platforms, specifically Facebook the right way, to get people's attention. And most people don't understand that. That's a strategy again. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. And also I wanted to add, that's why you can't just be putting ads everywhere because if people are not thinking about buying a house, for example, they're going to completely ignore your ad. So you have to break through somehow. And okay, let's go through the the seven different kinds of, yeah, kind of ad campaigns. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to name them and then you tell me what it means yeah. and how to set it up. Okay. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm going to... And, and, and these, just so we're on the same page, these are campaign objectives. 
Yes. Campaign, right? campaign objectives. And I have them in this specific order. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So the first one is that you want to get more likes and followers to your business page. So explain to us why that's the first one and how it kind of works. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about first Facebook and how it's built. It's built around algorithms. Okay. It's not human beings monitoring the platform. There's way too many users. So they have hundreds, if not thousands of algorithms that are automatically kind of like in tune based on activities and actions. So the number one campaign objective that I, I like to start with, with all our clients, and I recommend this for my coaching clients is what you just said. It's a like and follow campaign. So what you're doing is you're targeting a specific audience. And the good thing about Facebook is, you can still target based on actions and behaviors. So again, I'm just going to give you an example. On the real estate side, this is very relevant to all industries. Okay, But on the real estate side, if I'm a realtor, the first thing I want to do is build a business page. Okay, Business pages are free. I, I have over 400 business pages. Okay, They're free. You can have as many as you want. But the way we build our business pages for our realtor clients is you want them to be more of a community page. Okay, it's not me, the realtor. It's more of the community that I'm serving. Like just an example, I lived in San Diego. So I would have a page called San Diego Lifestyle and Homes. It's not about me as the realtor or my brokerage. It's about San Diego and living in San Diego. So once you build your business page, okay, in this case, it's a community page, you want to then target people that have interests and behaviors and actions like they're looking at Zillow, they're looking at Redfin, they're playing with mortgage calculators. They're first-time buyers. They're, they're house hunting. And Facebook understands these actions and behaviors based on what you're browsing. So once we understand that, we're going to target that audience. The first thing we want to do is have them like and follow our page. It's much easier to have somebody like and follow your page if it's not a specific real estate page and if it's more of a community page, especially if it's in a demographic that you want to work. Maybe you live in the area or you work in the area and it's a 15 mile radius around that like little pin drop. Now you could target those people, people that are homeowners, people that are renting and you want to have them like and follow your page. The more likes and followers you have, the more Facebook rewards you and the more the algorithms will work in your favor. You want to have this campaign running indefinitely. So I like to run these campaigns. I mean, you can run these campaigns as little as a dollar a day which is $30 a month. Um, I recommend $5 a day. So it's all based on your budget. But these run indefinitely. It's like putting gas in the car. You always want to put gas in your car, have at least a, a half a tank up to a full tank. This is how you want to do it with your like and follow campaigns. So hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I was going to ask like, okay, how long should you do these campaigns? But my question is, how long should you do these campaigns before you start this next campaign objective? So yeah. the next one is brand awareness. How long do you have to do the likes, followers for your business page before you do the brand awareness? Yeah, great question. So the like and follow campaign, once you start it, it should run indefinitely, meaning don't ever turn it off. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you can lower it to as low as $1 a day. You always want that engine moving because you always want the algorithms working in your favor. So I would say... If you're starting fresh, no campaigns, you start off with your like and follow campaign, I would say two weeks, okay, mm -hmm. 10 to 14 days later, then you add the second campaign objective, which is your brand awareness objective. And that runs parallel at the same time with your like and follow campaign. And what the brand awareness objective is, it's one of my favorite objectives, by the way, it's exactly that. It increases your brand and it makes your brand more aware in front of your target audience. So now that you're getting likes and follows, you're getting people that like and follow your page. 
Facebook is not what it used to be in the sense that if you post, if you, if you have a post, whether it's an image, a video, whatnot, it doesn't organically do well anymore. It used to, not anymore. Okay, now Facebook says, hey, you want to use our platform? You want to get your message in front of your target audience? You got to pay, right? So the organic reach on Facebook, unfortunately, is very low. It's like 1% or 2% of who likes and follows your page will actually get notified and see your posts in their newsfeed. Now, they can go to your, your page, your community page, and see your posts anytime they want, but it's not how it used to be, okay? So we have to put a little bit of money behind brand awareness campaigns. And I like to run brand awareness campaigns on different types of posts. It doesn't mean I'm trying to increase my brand as a realtor or my brokerage, just my message. That's why content is so important on social media platforms. You got to have content that's relevant for your target audience. In this case, you're going to post it, hopefully daily on your Facebook page or community page. And then once a week, I run brand awareness campaigns weekly. So every Monday, I'm going to run an ad. It's a brand awareness campaign to a particular post. Maybe the one that I did last week that got some good organic reach. And I'm going to run that for seven days, Monday through Sunday. And, and then the following Monday, I'm going to pick a different post, right? So this strategy works 52 weeks out of the year. Every week, you want to run a different brand awareness campaign. And what this is doing, it's complementing your like and follow campaign. And it's getting the algorithms to continuously work in your favor. And what you want, ultimately, is Facebook to reward you. And we'll talk about different uh, campaign objectives later. But we're building the base here. We're building the base and the foundation. Okay, so I want to point out that on top of your like and follower campaign, your brand awareness campaign, I know that you say you have to post about four times a day in your Facebook community page that you just discussed, right? Yeah, the the minimum is two. mm -hmm. Minimum is two a day. Two posts a day, 14 posts a week. That's the minimum. Okay. You, and, and again, you should learn how to uh, leverage technology to automate this. Okay. But the minimum is two, preferably four times a day. So if you're going to do only two, I'd recommend like an 8 a.m. and a 4 p.m. in your time zone. If you're going to do four times a day, I recommend every four hours from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So it'd be 8 a.m., it'd be noon, it'd be 4 p.m., it'd be 8 p.m. Okay. But again, minimum two times a day. And then best case scenario is probably going to be four times a day. Because again, you want the algorithms to work in your favor. And remember, people aren't seeing these posts. Like I said, it's only a one or 2% organic reach. So it's not like they're going to see your four posts every day on their newsfeed. It's not, it doesn't work like that. People aren't on their platform, on, on their cell phone, going through Facebook all day, every day. They're, the average is one or two hours a day. It's crazy. The average consumer is on Facebook one or two hours a day, but that's spread out throughout the day. That's why you're, you're, you're in a good spot. If you could do at least an 8 a.m. or 4 p.m., even better spot if you could do 8, noon, 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. And okay, again, that's... we want the algorithm working in your favor. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's, that's great. That's good um, information for people to know. Gives people like a template to follow. Yes. So what I wanted to ask is, okay, for the likes and followers page, like I can guess, and you kind of put, what the community is about, tell people to follow it. But what do you put for your brand awareness? You said that you just kind of take posts that were doing well and you kind of put them out as as brand awareness, as in like, hey, we're a community and this is what we talk about. Am I correct when I assume that? Yeah, yeah. It's a great question, but let, let me go a little bit deeper. So, um, so I like quotes. I like images. I like motivation, inspirational stuff. So you want to mix your posts. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll give the example of a real estate professional. So 
Remodeling shows are very popular. HGTV is one of the best channels for people that own homes or want to own homes. And the ones that people love watching the most are remodeling shows. You want to give tips. You want to give uh, strategies for people that own homes, that are buying homes, that want to clean up their home, they're selling their homes. So it's not like you're not going to talk about real estate. You can't. You're just not going to talk about yourself. Right? You're not just going to talk about your services and your brokerage. You're going to talk about things that relate to people buying, selling, and living. Traveling channels are very popular. Food channels are very popular. So the good things you should be posting, or at least running brand awareness campaigns are, things happening in your neighborhood. It's a great post. right? So every Thursday, I like my clients to post something that's happening in the weekend coming up. Cool things to do this weekend, 4th of July weekend, Labor Day weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Just give me examples. That's a good one. Community spotlights, right? You you live in an area. You have a 15-mile radius of where you live. There's a ton of communities in that 15-mile radius. You can spotlight a different community every single week. Business spotlights. You live in an area, 15-mile radius. There's a ton of businesses in your area. Spotlight a business every single week. Spotlight a park. Spotlight an event. Right. So it's people, places, things to do, events, charities. You want to make your community page like a Google page that's on Facebook. You don't want people going to Google to search, even though they're going to. You want people to come to your community page to find information about the community that you're serving. Okay. So you want to become the celebrity, the authority, the expert of your marketplace. This is how you do it. Okay. And when you run brand awareness campaigns, you're just going to pick a particular post. Like I just told you, and then you're going to run that ad to that post. And the objective is going to be brand awareness, which increases your brand and gets that message in front of more of your target audience because now you're paying a little bit of money. And this objective, by the way, is not an expensive objective. You can get away with a dollar a day on this one as well, $5 a day. But remember, you're only running this per week, but you're running it every single week and it runs parallel to the like and follow. Mm-hmm. Okay, love that. So then if we move on to the third one, and then we go to video views. Okay. So now people are like, oh no, (laughs) they're like, I have to put videos. So tell me what kind of videos people can post and what is, why is this important at this stage in the whole funnel? Yeah. Well, let's, let's cover the latter first, which is why this is important. And I believe Mm -hmm. videos is the best form of marketing, the cheapest form of advertising. Okay. Advertising is when you spend money Marketing is, there could be a lot of different marketing campaigns. Video is one of them. But video marketing is the best form of marketing that's the cheapest, that goes the longest way. Okay, so Facebook owns Instagram. They own WhatsApp. They own uh, DM, uh, Facebook Messenger. And Facebook is in competition with Google. And Google owns YouTube, okay? And you Google and YouTube are the two largest search engines on the planet. Facebook wants a piece of that market. So the more videos we put on Facebook, the more uh, Facebook will reward us. In addition, video views are very inexpensive. The average video view is about one penny. So as a marketer, if you understand this, you can get 10,000 video views for $100. Why that's important is because those 10,000 video views, then I could see who watched 50% or more of my video, for example. If I did a video on a community that I lived in and I wanted to promote the community and I did a video on it and then I posted that video and I ran an ad to that video, which is a video view campaign, and I spent $100 and I got 10,000 views, which is pretty typical, I could then retarget the audience that watched at least 50% or more of my video. 
Why that's important? Because if somebody's watching 50% or more, let's say it's a two-minute video and they watch at least a minute or more, that's probably somebody I'm going to want to stay close with, right? So that I can retarget that audience and, and put them into different campaigns. So the third campaign objective is video views. And video views are powerful. And everybody, and yes, you made a comment like, oh, no, videos. Unfortunately, yes, videos um, need to be part of the game. I don't care what industry you're in, especially real estate and mortgage. You should be doing a video tip of the week every single week. You could do a market update one week. You could do a community spotlight one week. You could do a business spotlight one week. And then you could do maybe an FAQ, a frequently asked question video one week. There's four videos. There's one video every week of the month. If you do that consistently for an entire year, I guarantee you, you will have an advantage over your competition. Like it won't even be close. The average realtor in North America does one video a year. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so if you want a 52 times advantage over your competition, just do a video every week, right? Yeah. No one's competing with you. And, and, and the more videos you do, the better you get at doing videos, right? The better you get people complain, like they're not good at doing videos. They don't know what to say. They don't have a good setup. Those are all excuses, obviously, because uh, nobody's born a really good video person, right? I'm not, I, I was never really good on videos. I was never really good at speaking. I had to practice and then I got very interested in it. And I'm not saying I'm the best person that does videos or the best person that speaks. Um, I'm just very comfortable and very confident. And I know my, and I know my industry. I know what I do. So if you're a real estate professional, you're a mortgage professional and you're really into your craft, this shouldn't be an issue at all. Right. It's like having a conversation with somebody at a coffee shop and they're asking you about, Hey, how the mark, how's the market going? You're going to have a nice conversation with them because this is your business. That's how you got to look at it. Look directly in the camera like you're looking at somebody's eyes and smile and have fun and talk about whatever you want to talk about. There's your video. And the more you do it, the yeah. better you're going to get at it. But video view campaigns complement brand awareness. Brand awareness campaigns complement the like and follow campaigns. So just before we get into engagement, I just want to add a lot of people get really, really stuck when it comes to making videos. Yeah. Because right? they're like, oh my God, what do I talk about? People ask me that all the time too. And this is for everyone listening. You don't know how much you know and how much you can help people. Just having a conversation like you and I, what we're having, we can we can chop this up into, into little videos and help a bunch of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. And for everyone listening, like that's the same thing. Like you help people every single day. You, the conversations that you're having, Turn them into videos, right? Agreed. Just let me, a quick let me, tip. Yeah, I, actually, I want to I want to compliment your quick tip. Ooh. So, so, any industry you're in, again, I'm just gonna always I'm just gonna keep it with real estate because because yep. that's uh, that's who I, I serve. But this relates to everybody. So, realtors, for example, have frequently asked questions that are very consistent across the board on the buy side. And on the sell side. So if they're helping a buyer, there's typically about 10 or 15 FAQs, frequently asked questions that are very consistent, the same. And the same on the sell side. If you're helping somebody sell their property, list their property, there's about 10 or 15 consistent questions. So here's a trick. Take those questions and record FAQ videos answering those questions on the buy side and the sell side. Let's say there's 10 on the buy, 10 on the sell. You got 20 videos right there. Now, those videos, not only can you use them on social media platforms, you can use those as follow-up. You can send them out via email. You can send them out via text. You can transcribe the video into a Word document. Now you have a blog article. Now you have an email broadcast. Here's a good one for you. One video could be redistributed eight different ways. 
Okay. You could post on Facebook. You could post on Instagram. You could post on your Google My Business listing. You could post on YouTube. You could post on LinkedIn. You could transcribe it and have a blog article on your website. You could email broadcast it. You could text broadcast it. There's eight different ways. One video. Okay. And here's another thing. This is important because a lot of people struggle with, they don't, they don't have time. All right. It's one of the biggest objectives I get. I said, why don't you do videos? Well, I don't have time. Well, we all have the same amount of time, right? It's 24 hours, all of us, right? But here's a trick. All it takes is two hours once a month, two hours once a month. This is how I do it. One hour, you're going to time block. Let's say it's the first Tuesday of every month at 10 a.m. You're going to time block one hour and that's going to be your creative time. So that one hour, the first Tuesday of every month, you're going to have a creative time block in your calendar. And all you're going to do is creatively think, okay, what kind of videos do I want to record this month? All right. You're going to come up with the titles, the topics, the bullet points. You're not going to record the videos. This is just creative time. You're going to do some research. What's trending? Maybe type in your area, the area you work, what's trending. Act like you're a consumer. And if you're serving buyers, act like you're a buyer. And buyers typically are looking for communities, best places to live in this area, cost of living in this area. That's really what they're looking for. They're not looking at homes right away. They're not on Zillow right away. They're not trying to get a mortgage application done right away. They're looking at communities. Okay, so act as if you're a buyer. Do some research on Google and YouTube and find out what's trending. And then come up with your list, maybe of four or five topics, which are videos. That's one hour. You're done. Put your information down on paper, you're done. Then maybe the third Tuesday of every month, third Tuesday of every month, recurring every month, you have a one-hour time block called production time. And that's when you're going to actually record your videos. And I would, I would chunk my videos, meaning I would record four, five, six videos on one session. I typically record 10 videos in one hour, right? Once a month. That's what I would recommend you do. Now, for only two-hour commitment, once a month, you can create the videos, record the videos, and distribute them. One video tip every single week. That's great. Great yeah. advice for everyone listening. If you need help, reach out to Alex. <laughs> okay. I'm here if you need me, but you don't really need me. You guys could do this all on your own. Okay. The, yeah. pro- the problem most people have is they just don't have a strategy. Yeah. Right? And I think that's strategy. key. Yeah, that's the key, key is that people can do it alone and you just give them a template to do it. So yeah, yeah the key is strategy. So most people think they have a Facebook ads problem. Uh, very rarely does somebody have a Facebook ads problem. The, the technical part about running the ad is the least of your concerns. Okay, I run an agency. We have a, I own digital marketing and branding agency. And the people that run ads for my clients, we run about 500 ads a week. They're in their low 20s, right? You don't need a high technical IQ to run Facebook ads. That's not where the magic is. The magic is in the strategy. The strategy makes running ads easy, not the technical part. Okay. Cause you need a good offer. I mean, there's a lot involved in strategy, but I'd focus on that. That's what I would focus on. Love that. Okay. So the fourth campaign objective is engagement. Yeah. So at this point, are we still using the posts that we're posting in our Facebook community every day? And then we're trying to get people to engage on these posts. Is that yeah. what you mean by that? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Engagement is uh, on, on social media platforms. Engagement is like a like, a comment, a tag, a share, a video view. Those are called engagements, right? Engagement is very important for us as marketers because we can retarget based on engagement. So let me give you an example. Let's say I'm driving on the highway and there's a billboard. The billboard has an advertisement on it. Let's say it's an attorney. 
Okay. And it's the attorney's name and it's a phone number and it's a website. So when I look at that billboard as I'm driving, that's called an impression. All right. That's like reach. My eyeball saw the billboard. Advertisers sell space on that billboard based on how many people drive that highway and look at that billboard. Right. So example, a billboard on a, on a very busy highway could have 60,000, a hundred thousand impressions a month. Right. Maybe even more. Those are eyeballs. Okay. That's impressions. Impressions are very important for the platform. In this case, Facebook engagement is that same billboard. I saw it and I called that number. I went to that website, not as I was driving, right? I went to my home office or I went to my office and I went to that number. I made the call. I went to the website. I opted in. That's called engagement on social media platforms. Engagement is very important because we can retarget based on engagement. So if somebody tags my post, shares my post, likes my post, watches my video, that data, I have access to it as a marketer. I can now retarget it and put a different ad in front of them, send them to a different rabbit hole or a different landing page or to my website. Or as a realtor, I promote maybe my just listed to that audience, my just sold to that audience because it's a warmer audience. So engagement campaigns, which is the fourth step, is very important. And typically, I like to run engagement campaigns on posts that are like, like question, right? So what would you prefer, a vacation in the mountains or a vacation in the ocean? This is just an example, right? That, that will cause organically engagement by itself because it's a question. And then when you run an ad behind it, it just makes the ad perform better. And now you get more engagement. And remember, you're targeting the audience that has watched your videos you're targeting the audience that has liked and followed your page, right? You're targeting the audience that you ran brand awareness campaigns to. So this is all coming together. I don't like marketing to cold traffic, meaning I don't like marketing to a cold audience. They don't know who I am. They've never seen me before. I like to warm them up first, right? That's why we do a follow on like campaign. That's why we do a brand awareness campaign. That's why we do video views. Because now I am developing audiences that are mine. As a marketer, they're mine. And then I want to keep that audience in my ecosystem. And now the engagement campaigns actually gets this audience to engage, like, comment, tag, share. And I'm building my audience. I'm building my audience. I hope I that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super important is that you're highlighting that you're not uh, directing these objectives towards cold audience, at a cold audience, right? It's the people yeah, yeah. that you're already engaging, that already like your community page, yep. that have already gone through basically the three other campaign objectives. And then we're just adding on to it. So then the next one is to drive traffic. So this one seems like very important. Yeah. <laughs> Driving traffic to your website. Tell us how to do that. Yeah. This is the cam- campaign objective is called a traffic campaign. It's exactly that. It's driving traffic, not necessarily to a website, because I don't recommend driving traffic to a website. Because the problem with driving traffic to a website is there's too many options. Mm-hmm. Okay? You have too many tabs on the top. You have too much going on. And when you confuse a prospect or a lead, you lose the prospect or the lead. Remember that. So you don't want to confuse people. You want to drive them to specifically a landing page. So for example, if you're a realtor, at this point, now you've earned the right to promote your property. You've earned the right to promote maybe a just listed or an open house or a just sold. And what you want to do is you want to take the same audience that's been engaging in your other posts, watching your videos, and you want to drive traffic 
to a landing page. That's a simple landing page with one message, one call to action. So if you're promoting a, a just listed, it would be a landing page just to that property. Right? If you're promoting a just sold, it'd be a landing page to just that property, maybe images or videos of that property. Maybe you want to promote a buyer guide. Maybe you want to promote a seller guide. Maybe you want to promote an FAQ video series. Hey, if you're a first-time buyer looking to relocate to this area, click below for a free video series of mistakes to avoid, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So that's what a traffic campaign is. You're driving traffic. I recommend to a landing page as one call to action, one message. Keep it very simple. Don't confuse your prospect. And those run as needed. Those aren't running indefinitely. Right, mm-hmm. those run as needed, and they complement the other campaigns. They all work together. They all work together like, yeah. a machine, like an assembly line. So the the drive traffic that's very much let's say it's like an ebook. You want people to go to the landing page and then sign up for the ebook. Correct. Right, Ooh. you're taking people off the platform for the first time. Yes. Okay. Yes. At this point, taking somebody off of the Facebook platform, you're okay doing it because you've warmed up the audience. Mm-hmm. When you try to take somebody off the platform, let's say as your first campaign, because that's what most people do, that's not good. It's a cold audience and Facebook's not going to be happy because you're taking their client out of their platform and you're redirecting them somewhere else. Not not the best timing. It happens later on down the equation when the client or the lead in this case is warmed up. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. So then after drive traffic, you have lead form campaign. Tell us about that. Yeah, so now we're getting a little bit more aggressive with our objectives. At this point, this is what the sixth campaign in in the equation here. Now we actually want to generate a lead. And lead form campaigns, I love them. A lot of people uh, don't like them because they don't have a strategy. That's why they don't like them because their leads are bad quality. Anybody at the top of the funnel. So a funnel to me is like top, middle, bottom, right? That's a funnel. Anybody at the top of the funnel, you should not be trying to get a lead from them. It's too early in the stage. At this point, this is more of the bottom of the funnel. We've warmed up this audience. We're engaging with them. They're watching our videos. They've seen our brand. They've followed our page. They've gone to a a landing page and maybe downloaded a buyer guide. At this point, we've earned the right to try to generate a lead at the bottom of the funnel. And what happens at the bottom of the funnel with the lead form campaign is the quality goes up and the cost per lead goes down. Quality goes up, hospitality goes down. Why? Because we warm up the audience. And a lead form campaign is basically like a landing page in Facebook. And they don't leave Facebook. So when somebody sees an ad, let's say it's a, it's a list of single story, uh, three car garage homes in a certain area. Okay. Remember there's riches in the niches. As a marketer, you got to remember your audience deserves its own message. So if you're targeting a first time buyer, and you want to just promote single story homes. There's people that only, we only wanted a single story home, right? There's people that don't want stairs. They don't want to climb up the stairs. They just want single story. They want one lot. And if you target that type of real estate, that audience, whoever's interested, like that reticulator activator idea I gave you in the beginning, whoever's interested in just a single story type of home is going to see that ad. And if they're in the market to potentially buy one day, not, not this month, maybe six months, a year, two years, doesn't matter. They will be more inclined to click that ad and fill out a form, which is the lead form campaign. And now you have a quality lead, a quality prospect. 
as opposed to if you did this in the top of the funnel and you got a bunch of opt-ins, but nobody, nobody followed up, nobody answered the calls. Everybody's like, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't have a need for your services. Click, right? That's why people say Facebook ads are bad. They're bad because there's no strategy and you're trying to generate a lead at the top of the funnel. At this point, the bottom of the funnel, you're in the right to generate a quality lead and your cost per lead is going to go down and your quality is going to go up. That's a lead form campaign objective. And those run as needed as well. They don't run indefinitely. They run as needed as well. So the lead form campaign, if I'm not mistaken, that's the um, a lead form that's already in Facebook, right? Yeah. Yep. You're not providing a landing page or a form. It's something that's yep. already connected in the platform. Yeah, it's it's a landing page in Facebook. Yeah, and you yeah. can ask for a first name, last name, email, phone number. You don't want to ask for too much. That's basically those are the four categories. That's all I ask: first name, last name, email, phone number. And you want to separate the first and last name because it's easier to export the data, and then you could upload it into your CSV file or you upload it to your CRM. And it's easier mm-hmm. when you have first name, last name, email, phone number. But that's exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Good bonus tip. Yep. So finally, we reach the last one. And this is the reach objective. And this is by using retargeting. So I know you mentioned retargeting a lot before, but for people who might not know what that is, just quickly explain what retargeting is, and then we can get into this objective campaign. And this is, and just so you know, this is my favorite campaign objective to run. Um, it's kind of one of those video views where it, the a little money goes a long way. So retargeting is kind of like the foundation of marketing. For example, let's say I go to Amazon and I look at buying Uggs boots for my wife. Okay. Uggs boots. I make the purchase or I don't make the purchase. I leave Amazon and I'm browsing on the internet. I go to my G suite for my Gmail. I'm looking at ESPN to, to look at my sports. Now all of a sudden, Uggs boots are following me everywhere, right? That's called retargeting. Uh, retargeting is the foundation of all kinds of marketing. Every business retargets. Okay. That's, it's the cheapest form of advertising and it goes the farthest, just like video views. So the last campaign objective we do now, we bring it all together. So based on video views, based on engagement, based on people opting into my lead forms, maybe my buyer guides, that audience now, I'm going to retarget. Now you want to put your image, your, your, your services in front of them everywhere they go. Now you've earned that right. So now what I recommend is if you're a real estate professional, you have banner ads on Google. And the banner ads is I'm a real estate broker in this area. I'm here to serve you. You want them following you everywhere on Google. You want to do the same thing on Facebook and Instagram. That's the last piece of this puzzle. But you earn the right to do it because they've seen all your other stuff. You've led with education. You've led with entertainment. You've led with inspiration, right? You weren't salesy at all. But now at the end, it's okay to reach your audience once or twice a week in their newsfeed with who you really are and how you can help them as it relates to buying and or selling or investing in real estate. Yeah, because now you've built that trust. They know who you are. They're not strangers anymore. No. So just to wrap this up, because this has been quite interesting, is there something about Facebook ads that you want the audience to know that I may not have asked you? Yeah, I mean, what I would say is this. Facebook advertising is a long-term strategy, okay? It's not short-term, all right? The results, the exponential growth of your Facebook account and running ads really, really works in your favor over the long haul, okay? So if you're going to get into Facebook, and, and I recommend everybody does, everybody, you should put a piece of your marketing budget into the Facebook platform. I recommend you do it for the long haul. 
So again, if you're a real estate professional, Facebook should be part of your strategy. Instagram should be part of your strategy. Google and YouTube should be part of your strategy. LinkedIn should be part of your strategy. Email broadcasting every week, part of your strategy. Texting, part of your strategy, right? These are all components of your strategy, which is meant to deliver your services, your message in front of your target audience so you can serve more people, okay? But just look at Facebook as a long-term play, not a short-term play. Because if you're in it for the short run, you're not going to get an ROI and you're going to quit too soon. The biggest issue I see with people that come to me for consulting so they can, so I can look at their Facebook account is number one, they quit too soon. And number two, they don't have a strategy. Okay. So develop a strategy. Take these seven components we just talked about, go a little bit deeper in each of them. Everything I just shared with you, you can do your research online and go even deeper. Okay. And then develop your own strategy. Identify who you're really serving. So if you're a realtor, again, you don't just serve everybody. Yes, you can do business with anybody, but that's not going to work in your favor. You want to have maybe a, a couple lanes you focus on. So if I'm a realtor and I want to focus on buyers, okay, that's great. That's a good start, but you got to go a little bit deeper. What kind of buyer is it? Is it a first time buyer? Is it a veteran that just got out of the military and now is relocating to a different area? Is it a luxury buyer? Is it an investor, right? All those that I just told you are different messages that's going to get their attention. Same thing with the seller. Typically, a first-time buyer is going to eventually be a first-time seller. A first-time seller is a very different message that's going to get their attention than somebody that's sold five or six properties before or is a flipper or is a for sale by owner, all right? So start off with identifying who your target audience is first. Then based on that target audience, build a message that's going to get their attention, and then decide what platform, in this case, we're talking about Facebook, you're going to use and develop your strategy based on these seven campaign objectives we just talked about and go in it for the long haul. Okay. Don't give up. Go in it for the long haul. As long as you're in business, you need to advertise and market your services. But this is just a unique way of doing it. That's going to put you in a different category. I call it a blue ocean. And it's going to give you a distinctive advantage over your competition. I love that. Well, Alex, thank you so much for sharing all this information with us. Just let the audience know where they can find you if they need your help. No problem at all. My website's the best place to go. I have a ton of free videos. I have a free masterclass on there on how to use social media, digital marketing the right way. I recommend all of you watch that masterclass, about 20 minutes of your time. I have a lot of different stuff that you guys could uh, look at, read, watch. And my website is bsmvault.com. That's B as in boy, S as in Sam, M as in Mary, uh, vault, like a bank vault, V-A-U-L-T. So bsmvault.com, go on there, research. You need me, all my information is there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) 